What's going on, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning in. So today I'm excited to be hosting uh, author Mallory Kuhn, otherwise known as MJ Kuhn, author of Among Thieves, which was actually just released in the U.S. yesterday. So uh, MJ, how are you doing today? I am doing great today. <laughs> I just had a lifelong dream come true yesterday. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Glad to hear it. I- I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're a little bit exhausted from all the festivities that happened yesterday. I mean, you'll probably be even more exhausted tomorrow with the UK release. Uh, but you know, how's how's it going? Are you still riding the high? Are you just like pumped of caffeine? You're like, what, what, what's the story behind it? Like all of the above at the moment. Uh, we were talking a little before we officially started recording that I, I pretty much haven't slept in like, you know, better part of a week. <laughs> but I've had many cups of coffee today and uh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> But to say you, you're you're especially cheery today. I, I would expect you just to be a little, oh, just a little exhausted. I mean, I know you did, you know, the the, the release uh, little video on Facebook last night. You know, I, I know you've been promoting and promoting and promoting uh, the book for for gosh, it feels. I say it feels like forever. I mean, it's it's good that you've been promoting it because I mean, I I feel like you promote a lot more than a lot of authors that I see. It's very impressive. Um, yeah, but I've yeah, been driving people nuts, but. Um... <laughs> You know, you got to do, I, 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 if people are annoyed, they can always just keep scrolling. <laughs> That's what I figure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, I, uh, you also started what a book talk like several months ago and you like were killing it like super quick on book talk. Yeah. TikTok has been an adventure for me. So I wasn't going to get one, um, just because I'm old and I felt like I didn't belong on TikTok, you know, um, older millennial it's fine um and then I I read that like New York Times article that was talking about how like authors should really be on TikTok and I was like okay fine um so I did join TikTok and I found this like crazy specific niche that I guess is not that specific um whereas the intersection between books and video games uh I started doing recommendations for videos uh, or I'm sorry for books to read based on a video game uh that you liked and people just like adored those they were flocking to it It was so fun to get to like communicate with this whole community of people that is just like nerdy in all the same ways that I'm nerdy (laughs) so super fun yeah yeah I um you know I've I've noticed I forgot who it was there's a blogger that's starting to do it now it's like you know if you enjoyed this book you'll play this video game or vice versa and I think he's doing like YouTube videos on it now so apparently that's just something that I you didn't know about I didn't know about um, I mean, I, I always knew like, you know, if you enjoyed this TV show or movie that's there, but it's, it's good to see that video games are, are, are kind of, uh, I guess, the niche now. And hopefully that brings in a lot more readers. That's, that's the plan, right? Right. Well, that's been the kind of fun thing is I've had several people comment on a few of my TikTok videos where they're like, I haven't read a book since high school, but like, I love this game series and I picked up this book and I loved it so much. Uh, and you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's like we're bringing people back into the fold. <laughs> reminding them that reading is fun once you get out of high school <laughs> yeah I know yeah that that was the that was the issue that I had is like I, I read a little bit in high school and then didn't read any in college and I was like ah books aren't for me and then like read a couple of books you know right outside maybe like a year after college and I was like did books get better like did I or just not remember it correctly <laughs> get better <laughs> as a whole they just all there was an yeah, upgrade it, it was like a system upgrade yeah, um, yeah. Like, well, much better <laughs> yeah you know you hit y2k and then like there was like boring for like a decade and then all of a sudden they were like hey books hey. are great again <laughs> came out the gate yeah 
Yeah, it was, it was just so interesting because, like, you know, I, I read like a lot of Koontz and King and stuff like in high school, and then of course, like, I read Harry Potter and stuff in elementary school. Um, and then, like, I was just like, books are for studying when I was in college, and then, uh, you know, because it was just all like football and partying pretty much, you know, that's what college is for, right? Okay, uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, then I was like, I need something to do like when I'm not working, <laughs> and right outside of TV, I was like, let's pick up a book and now we're here. <laughs> right? Like my eyeballs hurt from staring at a screen at work all day. I want to not start a screen when I get home. Let me get back into reading. <laughs> oh gosh, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, since, since the pandemic, I mean, I've been, I've been home for a year and a half and it's just all, I mean, it's all screens all the time. It's working. I it's know, right? it's... <laughs> Yeah. Social life on the screen, work on the screen. <laughs> yeah. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm talking to people on Twitter. Why are you talking to people on Twitter? do you see me talk to people in person? Right? <laughs> I need a social life somewhere. I know. I was like, all my friends are like still in their homes too. So right? yeah, it's, uh, it's just been so weird, but like, it's been awesome too. So yeah, there have been, my, my introvert heart has had some <laughs> benefits yeah. to being locked in. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just like slowly, like cheering, like in the background, you know, cause right. Like, like, I, I'm, I'm, I want I'm, everything I'm, be okay but I don't want to leave my home ever yeah yeah like, like I like I've been told like you know keep keep business as usual keep working remotely if you need to I'm like you know externally I'm like oh gosh like I miss like going out to lunch and stuff internally I'm like yes I can stay in my pajamas <laughs> no more heels for me I haven't I wore heels once I had to go to a wedding over the summer I wore heels it's the only oh, time darn. I've worn heels since like early 2020 yeah <laughs> I know I, I so I so I had a wedding to go to I think it was in July and it's the first time I've actually like dressed up, I think in a year and a half. <laughs> I mean, like, like do I remember how to outside of like a polo, outside of like a polo and maybe khakis, like I wore a suit and I'm like, what is this? This is weird. <laughs> Why did we used to wear these all the time? I know, it's so hot. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, so, um, kind of, I want to start out like I always start out. Uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell me about growing up. Did you read a lot growing up? Who, you know, were some of your influences uh, and then kind of how you got into writing? Sure. So um, I grew up in Southeastern Michigan, um, which is where I still uh, live. Not, not in the same town, but like, you know, within an hour of where I grew up. And uh, you know, the fun thing about the Midwest in general is there's not like a ton to do here. <laughs> so, so there was a lot of reading going on uh, uh, for me. Um, when I was a kid, I always say like my gateway into fantasy um, was the Redwall books by Brian Jacques. Mm. I was obsessed with them um, to the point that like my friends and I were like almost a little too obsessed in elementary school. Like we like pretended like we were badgers at recess. Like we, I wasn't a cool kid, okay? <laughs> I wasn't cool, <laughs> but yeah, so that was like my first like gateway into fantasy. And then like Diana Wynne Jones, um, the Chronicles of Crestomancy. Um, I literally, my copy, I, I can't, I don't have it right now to show anyone. I, I have it out on loan to someone right now, but it is literally held together with duct tape um, because I've read it so many times that the spine just finally fell apart. Um, and then of course the, the cheap answer that you have to say Tolkien. Um, I've been, I'm a pretty big Tolkien nerd. Um, and have been for a super long time. So the movies were actually my gateway into Tolkien. And mm. then I read, because I saw the movies when I was like, you know, 
eight. Right. Um, you know, a little too young. As you, as you do. <laughs> reading the fellowship of the ring. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was kind of my like gateway into fantasy and reading. And um, I just kind of kept up with it and didn't really stop reading obsessively until college when you got busy and things are happening. Um, and then I picked up reading again like maybe a year after college, I actually, so I'd read The Lies of Locke Lamora in high school. Mm-hmm. And I finally picked up Red Seas Under Red Skies uh, by Scott Lynch. And that was like my gateway back into reading that like mm-hmm. set me off again. And I haven't stopped reading regularly since. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, same thing with me. The movies were kind of my gateway uh, because like I tried to read the books and it was just so dense for such a, <laughs> such a young mind, you know? <laughs> well, when you're a kid, well, that's the thing. Like I saw the movies, was obsessed with them, like watched them all the time. I still do, let's be clear. Uh, and then I read the books, you know, when I was a little older, like maybe mm-hmm. middle school age. And then as soon as I finished reading the books the first time, I mean, maybe seventh grade. And I was like, I'm going to read the Silmarillion. I, I finally read it. And then, and then an you adult. just slapped yourself with the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I finally read it as an adult and enjoyed it. But like, I read it in seventh grade. I don't think I comprehended a single word of it. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes are just kind of like skimming the pages and you're just like, like oh just i'm like, like page 100 now this is this like, is great oh my gosh i'm so fast <laughs> what, so what are you reading still learning uh, what do you think of it <laughs> no, no idea i've done it but i'm 100 pages in <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's some guy maybe he's a god it's unclear <laughs> I feel like that's like how a lot of us read when we were younger. They're like, there, there's a few that are like, oh, I remember everything. You know, but there are several that were like, you know, I had to do a lot of AR reading when I was in elementary school. So we did, you know, take quizzes on them just to make sure you like comprehended it. And like, there were a lot of the big chunky books. You're like, this one's worth like 30 points. And that's a lot. Yeah. But I don't remember any of it. And I failed the quizzes. Like, what's it, what's it even worth? So I, right. I, 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 I went the easy route and, and read like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Hank the Cowdog. Uh, there was like a massive series of these books, but the quizzes were like so easy and you could like binge them like super quick. So I just went that route. I went the easy route and took a ton of quizzes and got like little points that added up. See? And then eventually I could comprehend uh, like Harry Potter as I read and listened to it at the same time. <laughs> you know, back when you could get the massive like cassette collections. Oh yeah. The big, instead of oh, your you, you remember those days? account. Yeah. You had like a whole... It was, we're, it was almost like a VHS case. <laughs> and it was like eight or 12 cassettes. And you're like, oh, I'm totally going to get through this. Like, at I some got point. this. You're on a road trip. You didn't bring enough of the cassettes. Ugh. Oh, no. brought them all. <laughs> yeah, we're really short range. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, so as far as as far as writing goes, have you been writing, you know, your whole life? Has it been, you know, I've always enjoyed storytelling or was it something that maybe came later on? you know, like middle high school or even after college? Like a little bit of both. So I always, like when I was like a kid, kid, like first learning letters, uh, I wanted to write things. Like I was always writing little books on like little folded pieces of papers, books. Like I don't even know, they had no plot, I'm sure. Um, But you know, I always wanted, I was always writing little stories, little poems, things like that. Um, And then like in middle school, I wanted to be an author, high school, I started to go, I should, you know, pursue a realistic career. Like, oh, that's not realistic. Let me do something different. And so I kind of stopped writing for fun late high school and didn't write anything for fun throughout all of college. Um, 
And then again, like right around the time that I started picking back up reading, it's funny. I was like, I don't know, maybe a couple months into my first like full-time office job. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this for the next 60 years. Uh, <laughs> this is I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever gotten to an office job, but like this, this is exactly what this, I had planned the rest of my life. Jam. This is, this is yeah. where I die. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Yeah, no, but I was like, okay, you know what? Back to plan A. Let's, you know, I, I didn't quit, you know, the office job. I still have, you know, a regular job job. Um, but I, that's when I started writing like on the weekends and in my spare time again. Um, so that was probably about, 2014 ish. And, uh, I have not stopped. I've probably written, I don't know, the average of 20, 30 hours a week, every single week since then. <laughs> so, wow. On top of a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. This is oh. why I'm a hermit. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. This is why I go nowhere. This is why quarantine, like honestly, every, didn't everything's change my okay. life that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so what do you, if you don't mind talking about, what do you, what do you do outside of writing? Yeah. So like for fun or for work? Both. Both. Well, for work, I actually, because, you know, stability is overrated. I started a new job a month before my book came out. So I just started a new job four weeks ago. Thankfully, my new boss is super cool and was very understanding of my book release and let me have this week off still, uh, which was great. Um, so, but now I work in marketing which is cool. Um, I used to work in higher education. I worked in higher education for seven or eight years. Um, so, which, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was all right. Just not necessarily the best fit. Um, so that's my day job life. Um, outside of work I have, so I have two pets, my two little fur babies. Um, I have a cat, which we are talking about Tolkien. My cat's name is Thorin Oakenshield. Um, and then I have a dog, which we were talking about Video games, my dog is, or not Rex um, from Mass Effect. So um, yeah, I do that a lot. I, I hang out with my pets, uh, hang out with my husband a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm really into kickboxing, um, which is kind of fun, um, reading. And I don't, like I, said, I don't do much, man. <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm with you. I mean, I've, I've got a one-year-old now, so I have to like do things. Uh, beforehand, it was like reading, go outside every now and then. Yeah, I haven't hey, seen the sun hey, in a couple hey, days. Let me yeah. <laughs> need to get some vitamins. Is, is the sun still there? Is it still right? thing? Yeah. Is it still happening? Yeah. yeah well, and I do, yeah. I do. I have two little nieces now under the age of three. So my sister has two kids. And so I do um see them quite a bit now too. And so I I I'm a little more active, <laughs> like seeing sunlight more. <laughs> I feel like I sound like a, a cave person. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but you got the kickboxing, so you balance it out, you know. Right, at you least stay, I'm you healthy. stay active. I'm healthy yeah. in my cave. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's like I, I got, I decided to buy myself a basketball goal last year, like during the pandemic, because like I need something that gets me out, because everything else is indoors. Like I love air conditioning, but like it, I, I got to get a sweat going at some point. And yeah, yeah. Yep. So, because you're in a warm climate too, aren't you? Alabama. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're in a quite a warm. Climate. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> You're like summer is terrible. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I, I love I love that it affords me time to go to the lake and the beach, but otherwise it it can just go die. I, right. I, That's the only benefit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, winter you can always get warmer and you just re you really can't get cooler in the summer unless you just 
blasting air conditioning in your face. Yeah. So. Even then sometimes, man, we've had some, I mean, even in Michigan, which I know is not as hot as Alabama, but we've had some hot days where I'm like in the car blasting the AC, like, and I'm still dying. Yeah. Uh, I got that back sweat, you know. Yes. Not, oh my God. Like sticking to the chair. No, thank you. <laughs> the worst. Right. Exactly. Um, so as far as, as far as writing goes, um, how, how has your writing changed since you first started? Uh, do you find yourself to be a gardener or an architect? Uh, and, you know, do you feel like you, you've kind of gotten to a rhythm now of, of outlining and or plotting? Uh, go. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely have changed my methods. Um, and it's largely because I think maybe like a lot of writers, except for like, I don't know, maybe a few got an MFA or something or had like professional training beforehand. <laughs> I didn't know how to write a book when I first started writing a book. Um, I just kind of was ranking it up as I went along. Um, so I tried a couple of the different methods. Uh, I tried, I, tr- I tried pantsing. Um, and I know, which, I mean, I'm, I'm sure your audience is probably familiar, but just in case there's someone watching that's not familiar with what pantsing is, it's like where you discover the story as you're going, uh, instead of planning it out before you start writing. And you- People who are, are writers that are pantsers, I swear y'all are wizards. <laughs> I don't know how it's done. Uh, I just ended up with like about 40,000 words of nothing. Like it went nowhere. It just like wound around. Um, so I realized that was not the method for me. Um, I have evolved into like a extreme, extreme architect, extreme plotter, super, super planner, Um, I build out a huge story Bible before I even put pen to paper. So I have character interviews and I have a ton of world building, uh, and then beat by beat plot for all of my plots, character arts and subplots. And I put it in a big Excel graph (laughs) and I color code it. Uh, it makes my type A brain very happy. Uh, and then I get started. So (laughs) yeah, it's just easier if I realize the story beats not working. Yeah. It's easier for me to extract it from an Excel file than it would be once I have all the strings woven together in a draft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it works better for me. I know some people, like I have friends that are big time pantsers that are like, I have to plot, you know, this novel that I'm under contract for and I am stifled and I'm drowning. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this will be my, my time to shine finally. <laughs> Just, just tell them I'll do it and you can just like, you know, yeah, right. push, push your deadline. <laughs> I'll make your outline for you and then you will probably hate it and you won't write off of it anyways. That's fine. <laughs> so even with all of your, your outlining and, and piecing everything together before you start, do you still find like your characters end up telling somewhat of a different story or changing things as you go along? For sure. So I, I, I tend to stick to my outlines in general. However, there definitely are those moments where like once you're actually in the thick of it and you're actually writing the scene, you realize that like something that you've orchestrated just like just doesn't hit right. You know what I mean? It's not it's not either speaking true for the character now that you've really gotten to know them for, you know, X number of words or, you know, it it feels like it's an emotional beat that's falling flatter than than I want it to. Um, So I definitely I'm not uh, inflexible with my outline. I'm definitely willing to adjust things and, and change them as I go. And I still, so I always say I am a bad writer. I'm a good editor. My first drafts are bad. Like they're bad. Objectively, they're awful. Uh, and I just, 
I'll fix it in edits. And so a lot of times I will stick with the outline the whole time through the first draft, just so I can like vomit the story out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll just notate in the draft where I'm like, hey, future me, deal with this. This isn't working. Um, <laughs> and then I go, oh, I'll pass Mallory when I get to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of, uh, I do like to let it be a little organic, um, but I, drafting is just so painful for me that I have to have a process or else I will not finish the first draft ever. So. <laughs> I love how you have a future and a past and <laughs> why isn't that just like an entire TikTok series? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it could be. <laughs> there you go. There's your okay. new TikTok niche. <laughs> Um, so you talked a little bit about, you know, the books that kind of got you into reading and then what brought you back around to reading, uh, who would you say are some of your, your biggest influences? Yeah. So I have a lot, I mean, I've, I've read a ton of things, uh, though, the ones that I mentioned earlier, so Brian Jacques, Diana Wynne Jones, uh, Tolkien, all of them, major influences just, you know, in the fact that they were the inception of my interest in fantasy, I think it's like kind of not possible to extract myself from that. Um, I think I'm also really influenced by, uh, Victoria Schwab. I really like, uh, I really like Victoria Schwab's work. Um, and then, uh, George R. R. Martin, which I know is like one of the big, you know, the ones that probably everybody says, but, um, for actually, me, no, you may have actually been like one of the like handful of people that it's mentioned Martin. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like everybody, everybody mentions Tolkien. A lot of people mention Jordan. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of any of those. Off time. Those, those are probably the main two. Sometimes Brooks, you know, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really, like Martin is honestly not maybe one of the ones. They just like assume everyone's going to say it and they're like, I'm not going to say it. Or maybe. maybe a lot of people don't like him, which is totally fine. Um, yeah. But just like for me, Teach their I own. Was reading, yeah, I was reading A Song of Ice and Fire. It was like the first my personal first experience with genuinely not being able to predict like what was going to happen. Um, not that I have never been tricked by another book, but it was just that there were so many main characters and like all of them sucked so much to different degrees, like morally speaking, that, like I really didn't know who was going to live, who was going to die. Um, mm -hmm. And that was something that I kind of tried to, to emulate uh, in Among Thieves. Um, is that, you know, there's really no good guys in the story. I don't think anyone's irredeemable, but you know, they're, they're not stand up people. Um, and I think that it makes it a little trickier to guess, you know, who's going to come out on top when there's not a clear like person to root for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, so you know, if, like, you, if you went, if you went to a pub and had a drink with them, you know, you wouldn't just like, you know, keep your back to them, you know, you're, yeah, you're probably exactly. going to get stabbed a couple of times. Yeah, keep an eye on them. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure. Maybe, maybe sit like across the bar from them, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. Like sit in the corner, like Aragorn style with your, yeah. head your pipe and just watch yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> don't, don't show them your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Don't let them see you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about uh, Among Thieves. So, you know, I know, I know it's been, you know, kind of a long time coming, uh, you know, with the release and so forth, but what, what is it about, um, you know, what are maybe some comparison novels uh, that you would compare it to? Uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So Among Thieves, right here and like 60 copies back there. Uh, <laughs> it is a fantasy heist novel. Um, so it's been comped a lot to Six of Crows, 
Um, I've seen it comped to Lies of Locke Lamora as well, which I was stoked when I saw someone comp it to that. Uh, not that I wasn't stoked to see it comp to Six of Crows as well. Um, I've seen it comp to Mistborn in some ways uh, too. I think just because the fantasy heist element. Um, but yeah, so six thieves in the story team up. They are trying to steal this magical artifact from the most powerful man in the world. And, um, you know, they're all going to go together on this heist, but there's a twist. Uh, every single character is secretly planning to screw over everyone else. Um, they all have their own little, you know, sub plan. <laughs> uh, and you get to see, I, it's multi-perspective. So you get to see inside everyone's head. And sometimes, you know, one chapter will repeat something you've already seen, but from a different perspective. And, and you'll kind of uh, see it from the angle of a different character's mini plot. <laughs> um, so it was really fun. It was really twisty to write. It's kind of like six heists in one, um, which made editing a bear, <laughs> but it's meant to be really fun. I, it's really supposed to be fast paced. I'm hoping it's going to be just like a really, when people tell me that they've read it and it was fun, I'm like, yes, like that's exactly what I'm going for. I know like when people say like escapism, uh, it's like a dirty word. Like we all want to be all highbrow and uh, that's great. And I love the super, you know, deep novels as well, but like, they don't all have, like, you can just have fun. And that's mm -hmm. uh, among thieves. I just want it to be fun. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, know, you, you, don't, you don't have to have, you know, world upon world and all these buildings and 15 pages of expose and all stuff, you know, you can just have people, you know, just kind of screwing each other over for, you know, 350 pages or so. And yeah. it's a lot of fun. Throw in some witty banter, a few F-bombs, and it's a good time. <laughs> a few is very, is putting it very, very lightly. <laughs> you have no idea how many I edited out. <laughs> Was your editor episode. like, hey, you need to clear you some. You need to scale this back. And you I have 10,000 in here. Clear them. <laughs> right. Are there any other words in this novel? <laughs> but really, because I remember, I think you mentioned that to me, or you mentioned it like super early on uh, that you know, it, was, it was full of F-bombs. Was that like a standing thing that your editor was like, you really have to like clean this up a little bit? Or they're like, no, bring more on. Just just keep them coming. No, they actually didn't say anything. I, I, I did clean it up myself before we sent the final, like, when they sent me like the last draft where I could make like significant changes, I was like, let me do a control F and just like see how many are in literally, here. Literally a control F. I could, literally a control F to control the Fs. Uh, <laughs> and I think we were triple digits when I did that. And I was like, oh, let's, let's wheel it back a little bit. Wow. But they didn't say anything. So, um, but it's not triple digits. There's, there's fewer. Than I mean, that. I mean, there are definitely, you know, works out there that have more and other other words i mean they, you know you got a top five and just you know, pick one and go um and no i just i remember i remember you kind of making that as a point and when you're in your first promos and i was like interesting i'll have to i'll have to check Wait, that. i'm curious well, like all the <laughs> characters are like you know rogues and thieves and you know that's like, just how they talk that's they're just not what they gonna do. be like oh jiminy like <laughs> oh darn it you know? <laughs> that's, that's not how it's gonna go yeah so you gotta be realistic <laughs> they're not all a bunch of badgers you know <laughs> right exactly playing around the recess yard that's not what's happening <laughs> No, I know exactly what you mean, though, when, going, going back to your whole Badgers thing. I, I was not a popular kid either, uh, but most of, mine was, most of mine was like video game Taylor. Like I, I played a lot of Call of Duty and Halo and stuff like growing up. So uh, that's all we would talk about is like, oh, are we gaming tonight? What time? You know, and that's and then we would just like go do whatever. We, we didn't 
We didn't role play a whole lot, but no. You, you were you like do. slightly cooler than me on the no, like no, scale no. of not cool. We were both not cool, but <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. There, I don't me. know if there's a degree of higher like not coolness. Right. Though. <laughs> if we're I, th- ranking. I think we're all. I think we're all in the same area because we're all <laughs> below <you>. everybody else. <laughs> oh, but see, now we're fun and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Now we're book people and we are surrounded by other book people, and that's all. Right. And we're all nerds, uh, and it's wonderful. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, as far as as far as video games, though, I know you mentioned you know Mass Effect. So, uh, I know I know Jen, Jenny Dewis is a, is a huge Mass Effect fan as well, and I know y'all are pretty good friends. Yeah. Uh, are, are there some are there some other video games that you talk about uh, on your on your TikTok that you're a big fan of? Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big video game nerd. However, I tend to get like obsessive about certain games, and then like I don't play new ones. Um, so my catalog is like somewhat outdated, um, but yeah, like the Mass Effect series, I really like, um, I like the Assassin's Creed games. I played, uh, most of those, um, Shadow of Mordor to bring it back to Tolkien, which I know like the really hardcore Tolkien fans want to like burn that game in a fire because you know, they, they hate it, but yeah. I just think it's fun to like live in the world a little bit, even if it's, you know, maybe not canon. Um, speaking of canon, Star Wars, uh, Fallen Order that one i love that uh game that <laughs> one's been fun um and then also uh, all the legend of zelda games so oh, yeah. people who have seen me on twitter and stuff you may know i'm a contributor on a, another zelda podcast which is a podcast about the legend of zelda um so check it out it's a super fun podcast i'm only on a couple episodes but like the other hosts are awesome um and it's, it's really fun we just kind of nerd out about zelda all the time um so i'm actually right before i logged into this uh, call. I was playing a little bit of Link's Awakening, the new one on the Switch. Um, hey, there you go. Trying to, yeah, to level my head before the call. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring it down a little bit. Yeah, right. With some adorable, <laughs> cartoony Zelda yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, see, I, I'm I'm big on the Switch now too. That's that's kind of been like my if I'm not reading, that's what I'm doing. So it's been a lot of a lot of Zelda. You know, a little bit of Breath of the Wild, a little bit of. Um, What's the, is the Skyward Sword? Is it the, is it the oh, new one? yeah. I haven't gotten the new Skyward yet. I, it's, I, I want it's to. It's different. It's yeah? different. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. It's I'm just, stoked about different. the fact that you don't have to use the motion controls because uh, yeah. that was my biggest complaint. Not that I'm like, oh, I don't want to move when I'm playing video games, but just they were so like spotty. And I just remember falling off of a million of those ropes when you have to balance the Wiimote and just getting really irritated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, that's kind of in my mode. Like I, I've, uh, I know like when they had the deals, like I went and bought like the whole Borderlands series because I've been playing on an Xbox. And I was like, I want to play it handheld. I don't want to play on my Xbox. And then uh, got, uh, you know, I got Diablo 3 because Jenny was like, you need to get it. So I was like, fine, Ultimate Edition, I bought it. And I just like, I don't think I actually saw sunlight for like an entire week playing that game because it, it was just me in the screen. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love video games. It's just like right? really reasonable, but I also love books, and that's what we're here to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you mentioned Assassin's Creed, though. I, I can kind of see, especially like in the cover, I can kind of see the the love of Assassin's Creed in that, and and even reading it, uh, you know, there's some some sleight of hand and some you know hidden weaponry, <laughs> right? Some, some sneaky daggers and axes and stuff that we without when you're least expecting it uh, yeah so would you, would you say those you know played a little bit of a hand in uh in, in writing would you say you know games were were a bit of a influence 
Yeah, I would say so. I don't know if I like consciously was influenced by Assassin's Creed, but like probably because I've been, you know, very into those games for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say a, a conscious uh, influence for at least the characters. So the main character in Among Thieves, her name is Raya. Um, she's known as the butcher of Kerouac. Um, so she's clearly really nice. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the she's the nicest. <laughs> Yeah, just like, you know, just sunshine and rainbows. Um, But she's, you know, she's a little rough around the edges and she uh, is not afraid. She she won't pull any punches, right? And uh, I was inspired by Mass Effect uh, for that, even though Mass Effect is very sci-fi, this is very fantasy. But um, every time I play Mass Effect, almost every time at least, um, I play through with Renegade Shepard. So for anyone that's not familiar with Mass Effect, you can choose to make your character either paragon which is like you're the knight in shining armor or renegade which is like you are kind of a jerk um and it's just so fun to be kind of a jerk uh sometimes it's like really stressful though because you have to be really mean to npcs and i can't handle that uh <laughs> but in general just the idea of having this character that like ultimately does some good things but like is just so awful about it um was really compelling to me um and that was part of my inspiration for for the character of raya was, I gotcha. Um, Renegade Femme Shop. So there you go. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, you know, I, I remember playing. Did you ever play the original Fable? Uh, I, I don't know if it was. I guess it was just an Xbox. But you know, you could be like good or you could be evil. And then you know, the the more good you were, you know, you got like I, I think I don't remember if you got angel wings or a halo. I can't remember exactly. But the, like the more evil you did, you got horns. And like eventually, your horns like had fire sprouting from it. Oh like that was like my first like thing about like. I really want to be, I mean, to put it, you know, part of my French, I really wanted to be a dick when I played Fable. And I like just wanted to kill everybody. But like every now and then I do something like really nice, like save a kitten, you know, or yeah. something. But like, balance. really everybody balance. needs balance. To <laughs> but, you know, speak, speaking of your characters, you mentioned everybody like kind of has it out for each other. There's nobody, there are people that are redeemable, but are they going to be redeemable at some point? Um, but like, what, what was your, what was the influence behind like making them all pretty morally gray? Uh, And was that like your intention going into it? Yeah. So it was definitely my intention going into it. Um, I would say my reasoning for this is because to me at least, and this is not like I will read books where there are clear heroes and, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, Captain America as much as anyone else. Right. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the most interesting characters are the like rogues are the ones that are kind of a douchebag. Like, okay. Who is more interesting as a character, Luke Skywalker, or Han Solo. Don't lie to me. Like it's Han Solo. Like maybe like, there's definitely gonna be people that disagree, but like, to me, it's just the character that you don't quite know whether you like them or not. And maybe I like them. Oh, that was not, oh, but I still kind of like them. Um, I just, I'm so fascinated with characters like that. And I always have been. Um, and so I really wanted to have just, instead of having one or two of them, I wanted a whole cast of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really don't know who you're rooting for. Uh, 
because maybe you're rooting for a couple of them, but they're plotting against one another. So you really can't be rooting for a couple of them because for one of them to win, the rest of them have to lose. Um, but, and I but, just, but. <laughs> I know it's, I, I'm hoping that people have fun with that dynamic. Uh, I certainly had a ton of fun with it while I was writing it. Um, also like dialogue is my favorite thing to write, especially when people are arguing and just having all these like really strong, morally gray personalities together on one ship going across the ocean. <laughs> there was so much opportunity for arguments and it was really fun to write. So <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, you know, and kind of bringing it back to uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, that's kind of how, like, I feel about The Hound. Uh, you know, a lot of people really kind of fell in love with Tyrion, which you kind of feel for him. I mean, he's, and he's not horrible, really, to begin with, but, like, you know, he just kind of gets better and better as it progresses because everybody's just, again, part of my friends, just shitting on him. Yeah. Um, but, like, but like The Hound is, is, is the main thing is because, like, you hate him, you hate him, you're like, okay, maybe he's, like, turning a corner, and then you kind of start, like, him was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I like this guy? Jamie Lannister is another one. Like you hate him at the very beginning. And then you're like, oh my gosh, he's kind of like, okay. <laughs> so I was late to the game with Game of Thrones. I started watching it maybe at like season two. And then I- Oh, well, late to the game. I watched it starting in season four. Like don't even- Okay, you're a little later than me. <laughs> but it's like, I started watching it at like season two. So I watched the first season. And then when season two was happening, I watched the first season. And gotcha. then I went back and read all the books. And then I caught up at like season three or something. Um, so I was very behind. But I just remember my husband had read the books before I was like- watching at all and I was starting watching season one and I was asking him who his favorite characters were and he said Jamie Lannister and I was like this was when we were just dating and I was like should I get out of this relationship <laughs> like, is there is there something I'm gonna need man? to go home <laughs> like uh, I'm out can of you here. drop me off <laughs> all right little did I know like you know two books later that you know you really do start to like Jamie Lannister <laughs> but yeah at the time I was red flags <laughs> right right yeah and and that's kind of how my reading's gone as well like I I don't I don't I'll read them but I don't love like the you know exactly who the good person is and exactly who the bad person is there's a way to do it that still makes it very interesting but a lot of the times it's just like you know I don't want to know where they stand because I want it to be a surprise in the end um you know and that's and that's part of the reason I read grimdark fantasy um you know not not all of it's that, but you know, you're you're really at the point where you just don't have any redeemable characters in that subgenre. Um, but you know, I I don't love a lot of lighthearted fantasy because it's for some reason it's just not for me anymore. Like I just I don't know if I'm just like closed myself off to it or not. You're just jaded now. You're I am. I'm like, oh, get it out of my house. <laughs> right. I only want dark fantasy. Right. I only want people murdering each other and cursing and drinking <laughs> drinking brown ale because that's all they do. You know what you want. You have specific book taste. You know what? Mm. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I know. But but I, I say that, but I I mean I still like, you know, go back through Harry Potter every year and stuff like that. So <laughs> I can't say anything. Yeah. Um, but uh so tell me, um, what are some books that you've read uh I guess this year or you know, maybe even last year that you'd recommend? So I have a lot of books that I've read in the last year. Yes. Um, I know. I've been like reading voraciously. Uh, that is another like thing that has been kind of like a silver lining about being locked in my house all the time. Oh, a lot of reading time. Um, but, and then it's also been kind of fun. So uh, for the debut authors in 2021, um, we have like a, it's like 
I'll call it a Facebook group, but it's like a support group because <laughs> it's like a stressful process going yeah. through the publishing process. Yeah. Um, and it's been really nice to have just like this cohort of like 300 people that are, you know, all going through the same thing. Um, and so like, I'm one of the admins for that group. So I've been trying to read as many of the like advanced copies as I can. Um, it's why I've read so many and they're all so good. You guys, 2021 is like fire. This year is insane for fantasy sci-fi reads. Um, but yeah, so we were talking a little bit about Jenny. So Jay asked us uh, The Last Watch and The Exiled Fleet. So good. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I, I So I read an arc of The Exiled Fleet, which is the second book in the series. Um, and the book, the actual book came in the mail when it came out and I opened it up and my husband was like, you ordered another book. And then I showed him what the book was because he'd read the last watch and he was like, oh, mine. And he took it and he ran away with it. So I still haven't read it yet. He, he still has it. <laughs> but so we are both big fans uh, of Jenny in this household. Um, I also, my book birthday twin, um, Cadwell Turnbull's No Gods, No Monsters. Um, I don't know if uh, you've had the chance to check that one out yet. It's incredible. It's so good. I binge read it in like two sittings. Wow. Basically the premise is that we discover like in the real world, as it currently is, that monsters are real, like werewolves and stuff. And, um, it's like a multi-perspective book where it's just kind of jumps into the heads of a bunch of really different characters and really like diverse and disparate situations kind of coming to terms with the fact that monsters are real, uh, in New York city. Um, so it's, it was fascinating. That one was very good. Um, also I've read, uh, so Hall of Smoke by H.M. Long, uh, which is like a Viking inspired fantasy epic, um, was very good. And The Witch's Heart, which, um, Genevieve Gornichek was nice enough to chat with me last night on Instagram live for my launch event. Um, yeah, so, and it's a retelling of a Norse myth, um, about Angerboda, who is the, one of the wives of Loki. So if you're looking for more Loki content, uh, after watching the Marvel Loki show, uh, it's a different, you know, portrayal of Loki, right. but check it out. <laughs> it's very good. Um, oh my gosh, there's too many more. I wrote a bunch. Oh, keep of going. Them. Bring it. <laughs> I'm just going to list every book on my bookshelf. Um, no, I also read, uh, Son of the Storm, mm. um, which, oh my gosh, I have not seen a like fantasy world that was that like sprawling it felt huge. The world felt huge and it felt limitless. And I really, really loved that book. Um, and then I also read A Master of Gin uh, by P.J. Lee Clark this summer. And uh, how fun. I think you've interviewed or mm -hmm. your, your channel has. Yes. Uh, I think I watched that interview. Um, so I don't know if you've had a chance to pick that book up yet. But it's like it's almost like a crime procedural, but in a fantasy world. Yeah. But in the real world, it's, it's an alternate history Cairo. Uh, it was so good yeah i don't know um, if you've read uh the haunting of tram car 015 but it's it's really good it's, it's very similar vibe similar vibe. vein oh i gotta check that one out because yeah i just like devoured this book it was so good and then like shippable lesbian main couple amazing uh <laughs> <laughs> it was so good um and then i also this summer read the black tongue thief um by christopher buhlman oh, yeah. Fantastic. which um, talk about snarky narrators, man, that book was so funny. Like not even just the lines and the dialogue were snarky, but just the way that main character like perceived his in the cat. Like, yes. Oh my God. Well, yeah, you, you take a snarky character, you pair them with a cat. Like, did you write this book for me? Like, <laughs> 
this is perfect. <laughs> I feel like this is almost an attack, but like, I, I want it, like bring it. I know, like, is, is this, is this based on me? Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll cut off there, but yeah, so many good books that have come Absolutely. out this year. It's insane. It's insane. For sure. So uh, speaking of books, uh, what are you working on now? I mean, I know you still got another pub day to go uh, tomorrow for, for the, for the Glantz edition, but uh, are you working on a sequel? You're working on a book in the same world. Are you working on something different? Yeah. So I am presently not under contract for any other books, which is uh, a little stressful, but it's also kind of nice because it means I'm not on deadline for anything, um, which gives me some freedom. So I actually have four active projects right now. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, it, my book got delayed. I really like to keep things not stressful in this household. Covering all my bases. Well, my pub date for Among Thieves got pushed by a whole year because of COVID. So like it was done and ready for publication, just waiting. So I had to work on something or else I would lose my entire mind. Um, so I wrote a bunch of books. Uh, <laughs> so one is like a fantasy adventure. Um, it's, I'm planning it as like the first in a trilogy, um, kind of in the vein of, of like a Tolkien-y thing. Again, not that I would ever compare it to like actual Tolkien, but just you know, a group going on a quest through a fantasy land. Um, so that is kind of fun. That's with beta readers right now. Um, I do have another book in the same storyline as Among Thieves. So uh, anyone who has finished Among Thieves will know that it's, it is standalone, but is definitely left open for, for more tale. And I definitely have more story to tell. Um, so I'm hoping that I can get that picked up, but um, my agent and I have been working on that. Um, and then I also have an unrelated, another heist book that I've been working on um, that's in a different world. And then just another smattering of story ideas that take place within the Among Thieves world, but are not uh, part of the storyline that appears in Among Thieves. So I'm just like scattershot everything. <laughs> so, so, you know, I don't have a whole lot going on, you know, whole not, lot. Not, yeah. not all of these things. Yeah. Right. So eventually, hopefully you will see one of those things. <laughs> coming toward you <laughs> um so let's get it let's get it up close uh uh showing of the cover again for among thieves boom so there's your u.s edition you've got the uh, the lovely uk back there with the uh, the yellow spine damn yeah look at nice. that oh i know i'm obsessed Pops. so pretty it does like imagine that on a shelf Ooh. i know <laughs> Well, uh, well, MJ, I really appreciate you uh, to coming and chatting with me today. It's, it's, I'm glad to get to know you finally. I know we've uh, talked a good bit on social media, uh, just kind of about the book and about your process. Uh, but it's, it's really nice to be able to actually talk to you in person. In person, as much in person as we really get these days, exactly. honestly. Exactly. But yes, I agree. This has been really nice. I feel like we have gotten to know each other like through Twitter and stuff for the last year or so. Um, but it's been super nice to actually chat with you face to face. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and congratulations on the US pub uh, yesterday and best of luck tomorrow. Try to get some sleep at some point this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> give your coffee maker a break. <laughs> Right, maybe. Yeah, no more coffee this afternoon for me. Yeah, and best of luck with uh, with all of your potential endeavors. Uh, best of luck shopping everything around, and I uh, want we'll to do this again sometime. Awesome! Thank you so much for inviting me on. This has been super fun. Absolutely, thanks. Bye.